Lord Jesus, we want to bless you for your love and my heavenly Savior, the power of the truth that is embedded in the word of God and by that we can be guided. And Lord, we know that by that we can live in peace, King of glory. We pray that you continue speaking unto us. You say that when we know the truth, your truth shall set us free and we shall be free indeed in the Son of God. Guide us even about the things that we live in in this current generation and the things that we encounter here on earth, including days like Valentine. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we have prayed. Amen. A blessed, blessed, a wonderful Monday, my dear friend. And uh, today is uh, what uh, most people call Valentine's Day. And I want to tell you that the world is going to be in a frenzy in several, several places. And many people are going to be dedicated to celebrating this day. And uh, that is why we've carved out time um, out of our um, studies in Amos, so that we can look at this day. And uh, uh, should Christians actually celebrate it? Uh, the theme today is entitled The Essence of Valentine and Why Christians Shouldn't Celebrate It. Um, the Essence of Valentine and Why Christians Shouldn't Celebrate It. <laughs> and I know by saying that I can easily get castigated and ripped open. But friend, uh, the truth remains the truth. And uh, when you listen to the depth of this message, you'll surely be convinced. And if you choose to continue celebrating it, that is um, okay uh, with you. But uh, it is important. I adjure you and beseech you to listen to the premise of this teaching. Uh, the Bible says in... Um, Romans chapter 12, um, verse 1 and 2, that therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind uh, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. When we look at the word of God, it actually bars us from conforming to the standard of the world. And you know that many times there are things that are done by so many people and therefore that kind of gives them some mileage to appear like they are right, but that doesn't make them right because the majority are following them. In Exodus 23 verse 2, he teaches and he says, uh, Moses, by the expression of the Lord, teaches and says that we don't, don't join um, the majority in doing evil. That is what he tells us. And our friends, we are warned oftentimes in scripture that we shouldn't follow the world because we are not of the world. That is what John 15, 19 teaches. Friends, we want to look at a theme, as I said earlier, uh, the essence of Valentine or Valentine's Day and why Christians shouldn't celebrate it. I intend to do two things. One, to give us um, the origin of Valentine's Day. And uh, then I'll give you seven reasons at, as to why Christians, serious Christians, heaven-bound Christians shouldn't be celebrating days like Valentine's Day, even when they choose to call it St. Valentine's Day. Where does St. Valentine's Day come from? Our friends, um, you need to understand that there's a lot of um, myths that surround this particular day, even if they call it a saint's Valentine's Day, there's a lot of mythology around it. There's a lot of, you know, mysteries that surround this particular day. Now, I, I, I want to tell you, um, permit me to tell you that um, um, Valentine was not a single person as they portray it. Not at all. Um, we know about 
um, three Valentines. If you go to the World Encyclopedia and you go to all these books of history, you're going to find that there are about three Valentines that are associated with this day. And there's not a single one that is particularly known to have been the source of this particular day. Neither was he focused on love as it is celebrated in our day. Now, first, it is said that St. Valentine was a priest that lived in Rome in the third century and is said to have died around in 276 AD after the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is said, it is alleged that this man was a priest who, um, you know, was wedding uh, Roman couples. It is said that uh, there was um, an emperor called Claudius II that was reigning at that particular time. And it said that he um, loved or discovered that um, unmarried or single soldiers were more effective. And therefore, he banned marriage among uh, the cohorts of Roman soldiers or armies in uh, that day. And um, as a result, uh, young men uh, or young lovers continue to secretly fall in love. And then it is alleged that um, Valentine would join them in holy matrimony. And because of that, it is said that Claudius got to, to find out and arrested him or imprisoned him. Uh, you see, it is also said that in the process of his imprisonment, um, he fell in love with a jailer's daughter. And as a result, um, he, he uh, at, at the point of him being um, Muttered, so it is said when he was about to be killed. It is said that he wrote to the jailer's daughter and said, uh, as he was ending his note, he said, It is said that he wrote and said, From your Valentine. It is also alleged that at some point this daughter was blind and then he prayed for her and then she got healed of her blindness and stuff of that nature. Then the other myth has it that uh, um, Valentine or another Valentine was a man that fought for the rights of um, people or Roman citizens or people that were persecuted by the Roman emperor in prisons. That as a result of that, he was also killed by the emperor. This one is said to have been a bishop um, around a place called Tan. You see, then it is also said that there was another Valentine who seemed to have been in Africa under the Roman um, provinces that were overseen by, um, you, you know, those Romans around Tunisia, all those places were under the Romans. You remember that? Basically that. It is said that all these people were killed on the 14th of February. Um, it, it is said that all these people were killed on the 14th of Feb. Now, no one knows exactly whether um, it, it was one Valentine or the other um, whose day is held in commemoration. No one exactly knows that um, for sure. Now, where this thing takes a turn um, is, uh, is in uh, the fact that it was celebrated on um, a pagan day festival of the Romans. It is said that uh, it was a pagan day or that there was a Roman festival um, called um, Lupercalia. That there was a festival called Lupercalia that was celebrated between the 13th and 15th, for uh, and it is said that it was a fertility festival. How did they celebrate it? One myth has it that um, uh, it was celebrated in honor of the Roman god called Faunus, who was a god of agriculture, and then uh, also in honor of um, 
these two gods who um, were unknown to have been the founders of Rome. One was called Romulus and the other was called Remus, as you know them. Now it is said that these people, uh, these gods, because you know initially they were people, that these gods were uh, infants or children eh, that had been born by, um, a, you know, a mother and uh, they are celebrated at um, a place called Lupa, which means a she-wolf, you know, uh, that that was how they were celebrated. It is said that at the beginning of that festival that um, those people from Rome would go to that point and then they would uh, uh, slaughter a goat and sometimes dogs and then they would uh, strip their hides and then dip them in blood. And as a result of wanting to promote fertility, it is said that uh, they, they dipped these strips of hides in blood and then hit them against women gently and against the fields to promote fertility in the coming year. It is also said that um, eventually this was associated with a lot of sexual orgies that then women later on would get their names written on uh, pieces of paper and then they would be dipped in some jars and uh, as a result the men of the city would come and at random pick a name of a woman and as a result during the days of the festival they made out with those particular people you see that so you can see that there was a lot of immorality that was associated with this kind of uh, festival later on it is also said there was another goddess called juno who is said to have been a goddess of love and marriage uh, who was celebrated at the same time as well now later on it is said that there was a catholic pope called um glacius uh, that pope glacius later came and uh, declared uh, that um um feb february the 14th would be a day of saint valentine in honor of the one that had been killed uh, for celebrating the marriages and uh, the love of the other young lady that we talked about and uh, it is said that instead of celebrating it on 15th which was uh, the festival of uh, lupercarius he chose to do it on 14th so as to suffocate that kind of thing but later on you're going to understand that even if we are to uphold valentine as a, a you know a saint of love you can see that originally there was no um uh, romas involved in the way that it is done today my dear friend now the way we see valentine today came later on in around 1346 um, and it was promoted by a man that was called um geoffrey chaucer who was from england this man was from england and he wrote a poem uh, that he was called parliament of the falls which speaks of the mating of birds it was a poem about the mating of birds now, in England and France, it is believed that the birds mating season started on February 14th. So you can see a lot of um, immorality coming into this thing. And as a result of that, that is where we get the term called love birds, that the two love birds. It comes from that. And as a result, there were overtones of immorality, you know, and uh, uh, the, 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 those, those kind of things associated with this particular day, as you see today. Later on, um, it got, um, you know, commercialized by printing companies, celebrating those kind of poems and printing, you know, hearts and um, uh, this, this Cupid. If you look at uh, 
um, the Valentine's Day cards, there is something called Cupid, and Cupid is none other than a naked cherub launching arrows of love eh, to unsuspecting lovers. You can see the whole thing is not the love of the Bible. Cupid was a Roman god also, and it is naked. It also appears as an angel or a cherub eh, that shoots arrows to unsuspecting lovers. You can see the whole thing is tainted with Roman mythology and immorality into this entire thing. Now, why, in my view, why must Christians not celebrate this day? Why? I have seven reasons. I do know seven is the number of completeness in the Bible. One, Valentine originally did not point to romance and love as we see it today. If you look at this day in our generation, it is basically uh, said to be a day of love, but not the love of the Bible. It is it is basically a kind of romance and what you could call love in the air, people moving out and finding mates. People in our generation can easily ask others, have you found your Valentine and stuff like that. It will suffice for you to note that married people do not ideally uh, uh, celebrate this kind of thing not as many married people celebrate this kind of day you know it is basically people that move out and uh, you know lovers that are making out that are having sex uh, you know basically it is not in line with proper commitment of love as the bible has it by one person being bound unto another you see and i'll give you my reasons it is possible for married people to celebrate it it is possible for christians to celebrate it in a proper way but i'll give you a reason as to why the bible nullifies that as well so that is one reason secondly you can see as we've just explained that it is rooted in the pagan in the celebration of pagan immoral festivals there are immoral overtones about this day of Rupecaria and juno as we've seen them and then as geoffrey chaucer puts it of mating of birds birds openly go and then they will mate with one and the other except a few birds i think it is only the crested crane that is known to mate with one partner all its life if the partner dies it will remain what it will remain single <laughs> it is only one bird that is known thirdly um, while valentine who wasn't actually one we don't know who it was while valentine seems to have been a good man when you look at what he did I could have been a good man that knew justice, a good man that fought for the rights of others, a good man that, you know, eventually fell in love and, and that died for, for, you know, for wedding couples. Now, you get to wonder whether if you had been a, a Roman priest, a Roman Catholic priest, you get to wonder whether it was in order for him to fall in love because we know they are not permitted. You can see the whole thing is tainted with mystery. It doesn't come out well. Now, um, even if he seems to have been a good man, it is not publicly or outrightly declared that he was born again, that he was a Christian. It is not clear. They simply say he was a good man. Now, you know that works do not save anyone. Yeah, The Bible teaches in Ephesians 2, 8, 9 that for you were saved by one, faith and through grace. And this was a gift that came from God, so that no man may boast. You know, you cannot say that you're saved by your good works. Now, why should Christians celebrate such a day? It is not written anywhere in the research that I did from the, 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 the book of World Encyclopedia, from all these books that I've studied and all these, you know, resources that I've consulted. No one comes out to say that Valentine was born again. It speaks of good works. But all of us know that from 
proper biblical theology and in systematic studies of the word of God, nowhere is the Bible said um, to permit salvation by works, not at all. It speaks of works of faith. When works come after one's faith, then they can be upheld. But here, in terms of Valentine, we see these some good things, but nowhere do we get to see that he was actually a believer in Christ. It is not stated anywhere. So we cannot celebrate such a man. Then later, the other reason that I want to give is that, um, um, you know, um, Pope Glacius is said to have declared him a saint. But as we know, as far as the Bible is concerned, in Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 and many other passages, the Bible says that he who knew no sin, Jesus Christ, became sin that we may become the righteousness of God. In Romans 8, 1, it says uh, that... Uh, um, there is no condemnation now upon those who are in Christ Jesus. We can see that we straight away become saints when we accept Christ Jesus Christ. You see, we don't need to be declared by some kind of religious order and establishment. You know, otherwise we become saints of men and not saints of God. Are you seeing that? The fact that was declared by some Pope or some Roman establishment, we cannot be sure that this was a saint of God and therefore celebrating such a man becomes chaotic. Friends, I am going by the basis of scripture. You, you, you see that? Uh, and then my other reason, my fifth reason as to why Christians shouldn't celebrate this is it venerates a man. It venerates a man. You can see that even if people celebrated it the right way, they are simply venerating a man. They are ascribing greatness to a man and not God. You see, that is not right in any way. You know, you, you, you remember that uh, many Christians were killed in those generations of those popes. Why? Because of refusing to go to uh, worship the cultic orders of the popes, you know, uh, sorry, of the emperors, you know, refusing to um, worship the cultic orders of emperor worship. They simply refused. Now, if you venerate a man, it is not different from what was happening in that particular day. Um, my sixth reason why Christians shouldn't celebrate such a day is today it forms a basis of immorality and romance pairing up or coupling up people even if they don't intend to get married. You see, look at what is happening. Basically, I started praying for this day in the night and there was a heaviness around the spiritual realm. If you are a believer, you'll understand what I'm saying. You're going to see people making out, people basically selling dresses of red and shirts. There are not so many shirts of red and t-shirts, but basically dresses of red and these are skimpy dresses for the most part. You know, if you're doing it the right way, you'll excuse me, friend, but I'm speaking of... Um, you know, here I'm speaking of the norm and not the exception. That is what I'm speaking about. You're going to see people drinking. You're going to see people making out openly and stuff of that nature. You know, it loses focus. That is basically what you see people doing. It promotes um, immorality. It doesn't ideally promote love in its true sense. I said it's possible for married people to celebrate this in one way or the other, but I'm going to be giving you biblical evidence that love is not just something of one day. Not at all. Lastly, speaking of love, love is of God. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4 verse 7 uh, speaks of 
uh, God, love being of God, and those abiding in love, abiding in God. When you look at this thing, people don't celebrate this because it is of Christian love. No, anyone, even if they're unbelievers, they can go out on Valentine. You understand that? And yet love is of God, and those who abide in God abide in love. And you cannot do this without Christ Jesus. The Lord himself speaks in John 15, 12, and he says, there's no greater love than this than a man to lay down his life for his friends. Do you understand that? You cannot speak of celebrating Valentine, and yet there is Christ Jesus who died for us, giving himself for us. No one is going to die for love. No one is going to die for love in the measure of Christ. We don't need any other sacrifice after Christ. I want you to understand this. You know, the devil is smart. In 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, the Bible speaks and says, the devil masquerades presenting himself as an angel of light. Willis is an angel of darkness. If St. Valentine, as his claim to be, uh, was martyred in 276 AD, that was after the death of Christ. We don't need any other sacrifice, especially when you speak of love and genuine love after Christ Jesus. We don't need to in any way. Friends, if people are going to celebrate love, when we speak of love, Love in the Bible, love abides forever. It really, really abides forever. Why must people celebrate love on one day and then forget about it? If we are speaking of this love being of God, why must it be celebrated on a particular day and actually on a day that is has a pagan origin in one way or the other? You, you understand that? The thing is, some people are going to claim, but you see, even Christmas came to suffocate a pagan festival. But I want to tell you that Christmas, even if it suffocated a pagan festival, everything, you know, the meaning of Christmas is upheld in its true sense, The uh, you know, the birth of Christ. But this one is suffocated by the overtones of uh, the pagan festival of um, Lucarius, as we spoke about in Juno. You see, that is what people are doing on this particular day. Uh, praise the name of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ that died for us in love and we don't need any other. Praise the Lord. In First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13, the Bible says, But now faith, hope, love abide these three. But the greatest of these is love and true love abides forever. Why must lovers simply come out on one day and then forget about any other thing? Friends, I personally believe that no believer should be able uh, or should be getting into this kind of uh, celebrations, having gotten this kind of history. If you want to celebrate love, you celebrate it every day. And as far as the Bible is concerned, it is one man, one woman in holy matrimony, and we are meant to celebrate it every single day. You're meant to love your wife as the Lord loved the church. That is the image that we have in the Bible. And as a result of that, you celebrate your love every single day. Friends, this is laden with pagan and demonic overtones. And on such a day, so many people get pregnant. So many people end up in drunken orgies, in sexual orgies, in stuff of that nature. Young people end up flocking into this because it gives you the impression that any person can fall in love. You've seen from history that this kind of romantic overtones and connections came later, especially with the work of Geoffrey Chaucer. May the Lord bless you as you understand this and as you disassociate from um, celebrating days of this nature. If you want to celebrate love, you want to go into Christ Jesus and then get into love the proper way and celebrate it daily, not just on one day in drunken 
uh, sexual orgies. May the Lord bless you. Father, may you teach us your truth, and may your truth set us free, and set us free indeed. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. I pray that wherever this message goes, your people shall be able to hear the truth, and they shall hearken unto it, and celebrate you, and celebrate the love that you've bestowed upon us, and not any other person. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. God bless you.